0: He's Bob. He's Kyle. And every Saturday morning, they morph together to form the greatest superhero known to man. Mr. Mechanic. Check engine lights don't stand a chance. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB.
1: Good Saturday morning to you. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 five, five, the numbers to get in uh this is an interactive call-in show you uh call in give us uh, some questions that you have about your car the problems that you're having looking new or used or uh just want some general questions answered oil gas wiper blades tires it's getting to be tire season so uh see some rebates out there for tires so uh stop by and see us we've got some rebates available we can uh we can help you out and get you some money back on a purchase of four tires so a lot of a lot of not everybody's doing them um, as far as the manufacturers and, and the rebates go, but a lot of them are. So we can get you back here, get you get you some help out, and when the snow comes because you know it's coming, we gotta
3: maybe next week,
1: maybe next week, yeah. Oh,
3: Kyle hey just saying it is what it is isn't it i'm sure there's somebody close by within listening range that had to scrape their windshield this morning
1: well i know they had some snow i seen it up in the uh yellowstone up in the area but that can Mm -hmm. that could be nice and it could be snowing and it could be snowed in and uh, roads closed all one shot i was kind of made it just made it out of there a couple years ago just uh that day and got lucky so uh that's just part of what it is. We're Buchanan Service Centers, uh, 80th and Dodge, 50th and Dodge. Guaranteed breaks, 49th Avenue and Dodge. Stop in, see, do breaks. Stop in. We know convenience store also, so we got everything you need to propane, pop candy, cigarettes, coffee. I see a lot of coffee going out the door now because it's getting yeah, a It's that warm. season. It's that season. Yeah. Not a lot of coffee drink. Hey, There is coffee drinkers, but.
3: Do we got the pumpkin spice? I'm you gotta sure gotta we have do. That.
1: I think we do. Got the peppermint patty too. Oh. Peppermint patty. I think uh, it's
3: a little early for that. I think pumpkin spice and then the peppermint stuff comes out around Christmas time. Yeah, well I I don't know. My, I,
1: I'll have to look up on the internet and see what's
3: my seasonal coffee decoder ring is
1: up there. <laughs> I'm sure that it is. Oh, you know, it's going to be a great day to, to get out there and work. You know, it's going to be right in that in, in that era of uh, temperature where you can work hard. Do I need hard. a coat? Do
3: I not need a coat? Do I well, put it on and start sweating and I take it off and I'm cold?
1: No, I think you'd be fine. I think you just put it down, and, you know, as the day warms up, you know. If, if you're a little bit cold working on the car, you're uh, you're hurrying, not hurrying up, but you're getting the job done quicker. Yeah. Because you're freezing just a little bit.
3: Boy, I've been there.
1: Just like mowing <laughs> the lawn, you know, I mean, the, the more you're working, the, the more you Warm up, get first line at the parts support, parts store, so you can get that taken care of. All that kind of good stuff. I don't know. So, today's the day. Today's the day. Yeah, you're right. It's going to turn cold and frosty, and then we're not going to want to do anything outside. That's right. Then you got to have a garage. And if you got a garage, you can do it anytime you want. That's the nice thing. (laughs) Let's head over to our first call. We've got Bruce on the line, 67 Shelby. Cobra kit car. Bruce, this has got to be a lot of fun, isn't it?
4: Yeah, it is.
1: Um,
4: I got a 351 Windsor in there, mm-hmm. which is plenty of power. But ever since I've built it, um, if I take it out for a drive, 10, 15 minutes and park it, and then to try to turn over again, it just barely turns over, not enough to start. And I let it sit for an hour and then it'll turn over fine. And I checked all the grounds, redid that, and I even got a heat shield to put over the, the starter, figuring it was getting hot from the, from the headers, which aren't that close, but it, it's still doing it. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering if it's time to replace the starter. Any thoughts?
3: Well, everything underneath this car is going to get really hot when you drive it, mm-hmm. especially if you have headers. Are the headers wrapped, or are they just only- No,
4: they're not. That's, that's okay. the next step that I've thought about.
3: Okay. So what we're going to have to do is, I mean, we're going to have to determine is your battery running low on volts and it's slow cranking or is your starter drawing too many amps and that's why it's slow cranking.
1: Right. So slow cranking, in, in, in uh, my experience, it comes from one of three things is either you've got a starter problem, you've got a connection problem, or you've got a timing problem where it gets hot, and then when you shut it down, it's it's trying to... vacuum
3: advance advances, staying stuck or something? Yeah,
1: it's too far advanced, trying to get horsepower out of it, and then when it gets hot, it wants to... You know, and we had this... We had one of these just the other day in a, in a Chevy pickup that wasn't all built like this, and it, gosh, it sounded like a starter. And I said, you know, we better... Check, check all the distributor check all the bit. grounds yep well it was a it was a one which you couldn't change a distributor couldn't change the movement of it so mm-hmm. we uh, went through all the grounds we found one ground that was really kind of good but once we scraped it down it solved the entire problem so and, and I'm sure that's not you don't have any corroded or anything like that it's too new and probably sits in the garage so it doesn't have that kind of issue so
0: well and
4: that's one of the first steps i did is i went through all the grounds and reground them all made sure that i had good grounds all the way
1: through that didn't seem to help so right right and then you've got one that you've got a good strap that goes from the the frame to the to the engine itself um yes okay yeah so you're so you're to engine engine to battery so you've got all the way through because it's got Mm -hmm. a it's just—it just a right. big circle is all it is.
3: What kind of starter yeah. do you have in there? Do you have just the part store special, or did you go with a? Oh,
4: I don't. Know. I bought a. Bought the whole thing as a crate engine.
1: Okay, it's a. Is no, a smaller. Sure the... Is it a smaller permanent magnet kind of starter?
4: Yeah, it's fairly small. It's
3: got the um,
4: um, the electronic piece that sits on the top. It's
3: solenoid, sure. So. Yeah. Um, right, the solenoid. Whenever I make one of these cars or recommend you know some higher horsepower performance thing you know where you got headers and you got heat and everything like that msd makes a quality good quality small starter that's brushless right and i've never had an issue with those i mean you're going to spend a little bit more on the front side of it but if you do determine that your starter is getting hot and you know you're dragon there then that would be the starter that i would go with if
4: what um, what was that brand again
1: msd yeah those smaller and that's uh, permanent magnet starters are they're just a smaller brushless starter okay and they're they're smaller doesn't get to them nearly as bad yeah so starters have come a, a a world of difference between back in the 70s those big old 40 pound things that you were sticking up in there that the brushes were changeable and everything else mm-hmm. was changeable now they've gone down to a very small permanent magnet gear e- reduction gear reduction and the whole nine yards and that's what's a lot good. a lot in, in your newer cars that have this start stop technology because it's constantly starting and stopping and starting and stopping and they know it's going to it's going to wear the heck out of a starter and uh and the price has gone up a lot too but mm-hmm. that's kind of where you're heading but I agree. Make sure your battery connections are great. Make sure your battery is good. You might even do a load test when, you're, when it's having that problem to see how many cranking apps it's going. But I think we're heading towards starter with yeah. everything else being checked and equal. Sure. Um,
4: that's kind of where I was headed.
1: Yeah. Just
4: thought I'd run by you guys.
1: Yep. Nope. Been there, done that too on a variety of different cars. <laughs> Not a Shelby Cobra. But uh, is everything stock inside the motor, or is it uh, just mildly? Pretty or much. Just...
4: I mean, I, I got a Edelbrock um,
1: uh,
4: intake uh, with a carburetor and stuff. puts yeah. out 400 horse. So. Yeah, plenty sure. power.
1: Yeah, all you need. Yeah, it's all you need to spin that and turn it around sideways because there's not much weight there to begin with. <laughs> right. All so. That all works. right.
4: Well, let me let me do some shopping.
3: Yep. Sure thing. Yeah. Let us know what you find. Okay, thank you. Thanks Bruce, appreciate the call.
1: All right, we're going to take a quick break on the Mister Mechanic show. 558 five, is numbers to oh, 0558 five, 1110 is the numbers to get in. We'll back in a minute.
0: Joseph Stalin, Canada, Sweden, Barney Fenders. What do these things all have in common? Socialism. <laughs> This November, there's only one way to make your car great again. And that's by voting for Mr. Mechanic, America's answer to squeaky timing belts. With Mr. Mechanic, you'll be able to roll your windows down again and roll through those stop signs without worrying about offending someone. (laughs) (laughs) This November, vote for Mr. Mechanic, America's Mechanic.
1: All right. All right, we are back at the Mr. Mechanic Show. Again, 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. Give us that uh, call so we can kind of help you out with the cars. We are uh, Buchanan Service Centers, 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge, guaranteed breaks, 49th Avenue and Dodge. Stop in and see us, get a cup of coffee, talk to the mechanics, Yeah, hang out for a while. A lot of people like to come down to the gas station and hang out. And,
3: you run into Bob or I, you know, perfect time for a picture or autograph the, if you oh, need. Yeah,
1: yeah, my pin's broke. Yeah. I'll find a new one. Don't worry. Here's kind of an interesting thing, Kyle. You know, I, I kind of think, I've been kind of watching the hydrogen thing and the hydrogen hydrogen cars because sure. I, I think, you know, we obviously everybody's knee deep into the electric cars. And uh, there's other people out there, as far as manufacturers go, that are kind of- well, I mean,
3: Propane used to be a thing to run yeah, cars on.
1: Yeah, you used to run propane in your air conditioner. Yeah. Imagine that. Where'd got you? a little bit of leak and-
3: you know, I worked on a truck this summer that had propane. It ran on propane. And I you know, uh, just s- turned the valve on on the side of the truck. You yeah. know, you got this giant propane tank strapped to the side of your truck. And yeah. Yeah. Started it up. And I by the time I got it in my driveway, it was, I was like, I better shut this off. Like one leaking spark plug wire. And <laughs> boy, we're going to. Boom.
1: Know. Everybody knows where you're at. Yeah. Especially the uh, the fire department knows exactly where you're at. No, they hey,
3: got my address. Now. They got your address. <laughs>
1: anyway they uh mercedes benz is working on a hydrogen uh over the road truck you know semi Mm -hmm. and so they got about 650 miles out of one as far as filling it up of of compressed uh hydrogen and being able to haul a load you know and um be able to run down the road and and they're kind of obviously doing long hauls because
3: and what was the size of their hydrogen tank uh, i didn't really say okay They're,
1: they're working on that um there's also another company called uh, Nikola that is working on that here in the United States, and they are going to uh, debut that uh, late this year or what early next year. Already, they're they're getting that going.
3: You say Nikola?
1: Nikola, like Nikola Tesla.
3: Okay, so we got a Tesla. We got a Nikola.
1: A, a Nikola, yep. I'm going to make a
3: car now and call it the Death Ray. We're going <laughs> to just take all this guy's stuff and yeah. trademark it.
1: Aren't we, though? <laughs> yeah, because he gave it all away. I mean, he, he didn't make nothing on it. Um, you know, I didn't know that, uh, Mercedes Benz really kind of also has a big stake in, uh, f- uh, Freightliner here in the United States. So they are going to have it kind of going, but they're kind of, that's where they're heading. They're heading towards, I don't, I don't think the battery is the way to go. No, they're heading towards a hydrogen. And if they can get 650 miles, that's, that's pretty darn good. To go. I'm all for it. Yeah,
3: let's keep internal combustion going.
1: Well, you know, you got your emissions on a on a um, hydrogen vehicle. You know, you just got vapor coming out the back. So if you're trying to meet emission standards, hydrogen's where it's at, and then you don't have. I, in my opinion, but you know, we'll have to see how the the technology progresses. But you don't have all that.
3: I think we should go back to steam.
1: Yeah. Well, we still have a lot of steam, don't we? That's how we make electricity, man. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, we need steam engine cars. <laughs> it's
1: amazing. We haven't got any. Why are we going to We haven't got any further back in the last 200 years of uh, heating. we got and, plenty of water. Yep. Heating now, no shortage of water. Yep. Heating something to make steam to turn a wheel. Yeah. Nothing far, to it. As far as we've gotten, it's efficient. So, Tell those semi truck people. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you can't haul nothing because everything in the back's full of steam, Kyle. Hey. Then you got to then you got to keep the steam. There's, 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 a, a, there's a lot tank. of steam problems. A lot of of steam storage problems.
3: Well, you got a guy throwing wood in a fire. You got another guy with some water. Well, that's true. All right.
1: We're done with that one. Head over to Bob. Bob's got a 12 F-150. Bob, what could be wrong with this?
5: Well, it seems as though my uh, fuel filler is stuck.
1: Hmm. Stuck.
5: Uh, I I got the capless inlet, and that little flapper down there is
1: stuck. Hmm. So you need a pry bar and a hammer, sounds like.
5: That don't sound very delicate.
1: No? <laughs> well, it doesn't sound like you were... You've already thought of that. I'm. I, you just sound like a guy who's already thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well? You don't... Stu- so you mean stuck as in... You can't get a gas nozzle in it. Or you're trying to... No gas nozzle won't work? Yeah,
5: well... I, it's lit up on my dash, so I... Take a small funnel and try to press down on it, and I can't get it to move.
3: So yeah, there's um, a certain way that those have to move. They're designed to only have like a gas pump go into them. Now you can't put your finger in there
1: and get them. To no, move. it's it's the on those Fords. There's a it's a specific size, and it has to has two tangs on either side, and those tangs have to be pushed to the side simultaneously. In order to put that nozzle down in there. I yeah. will,
3: however, say if you – I don't know where it's at in this particular vehicle, but somewhere in that truck there is a funnel that Ford provided that will open that for filling with a gas can.
5: I've yeah. heard can, that rumor.
3: It should be in your owner's manual. It should tell you where that's at. Generally, it's where the jack is.
1: Yeah, jack, spare tire. It's a tiny little funnel. And it's going
3: to be a little yellow funnel.
1: And if that doesn't work, then you've got one of those – plastic tangs that are busted and broken Mm -hmm. because in that era of vehicle it had you could not just push one over and it will go in they both have to go push simultaneously in order to get it in you know interestingly enough on new vehicles uh, they just have a double flapper yeah and they don't have a
3: chinese finger trap of a it
1: is yeah you stick something in there and you're spending mm -hmm. hours trying to get it out i've been stuck in one (laughs) yeah so they they have already realized that little two tang deal that uh that makes it open up is a real pain and so they've gone to double flappers all on all the new ones but you know if you want you could pull this neck out Maybe you got? Uh, you live out in a farm, gravel road, anything like that? Could some have gotten up in there and jammed one side? Sure. No, no, nothing. You know, city bound. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, it, if nothing else, you could pull it out. Call your call your uh, local dealership because that's where you're going to have to get it. Find out if they've got one in stock. Then pull yours out and see if you can fix it. If you can fix it, great. If you can't, throw it away. Go to go uh, get one from them and. That way it's all all the repairs done on the same day kind of thing.
5: Uh, all righty. I appreciate you.
1: Yeah, you bet. Appreciate the call. Yeah, those are kind of – it's kind of it, – they got rid of those, and then every car in the world, so you have 19 – What was wrong with the
3: gas cap? Why did we have to do away with that?
1: My guess is they had a contract with the little tiny funnel people. And the little tiny funnel people said I've we – I've got could, this picture in my We mind. could <laughs> – We could produce 17 million of these tiny little funnels to put in cars. And uh, the contract's up in about another 10 years. And we're going back to caps. That's what I'm assuming. Well, we tried it. I know. It's a guess. We tried it. I did look at some new cars today as we're kind of preparing for the show. And I noticed that, uh, you know how we used to go from round headlight to square headlight, then back to round headlight? Sure. And then back to square headlight. And I see Toyota's coming out with a new truck that's now
3: we got Rivian that's got oval headlights. Yeah,
1: what are those? Yeah. Well, I th- those are spaceship lights. Oh, I, that's I, I, those guys they, idea. Yeah, those yeah. So I noticed that Toyota come out with a new They got triangles? No, it came back with round, regular headlights again. Cool. <laughs> cool. It's I'm hilarious here. because uh We've been through round and square and round and square and then we went to uh, you know the the front covers and the bulbs and and the things and uh, and now we're back to round headlights again. Right, so, you know, I think it's kind of like clothes—you go from. I mean, bell bottoms are in, and then the, the evolution b- <laughs> of
3: the automotive light has just been. I mean, I was riding behind a car the other day, and my wife's like, "Well." That's kind of cool It's got the lights All the way across the back I mean Are those hard to change It was an old Buick And I was like Yeah you unscrew That whole panel Yeah And <laughs> you Bender- take off The entire back of the car
1: Buick Electra Or uh, Park Avenue Yeah You had to take that entire Change one the Riata bulb the
3: too And oh gosh
1: Change one bulb You had 47 nuts And then you had to To take off of there And then you had to Have somebody balance The thing while you reached in And got Don't one Don't drop it
3: You'll break it Then you gotta buy another one And back in the, Those were expensive Back in the day Yeah And they were New, yeah. Nowadays not, you can get them in a the junkyard, dime a dozen. But
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not that the new ones aren't. You know, you get a uh taillight on a brand new Cadillac that's all LED and you know stretches clear up and down and six thousand dollars. Yeah, got to program <laughs> it. You're probably clo- yeah, you're probably closer to twelve hundred, but you, but still, then you got to program it. You can't just. <laughs> You gotta when the light bulb goes out, the car knows the light bulb goes out. this is where kind of where we're heading so it sets a code for the light bulb so when you go put a new one in, you've got to tell the car that you've replaced the the re-initialize tail light it. and reinitialize it otherwise oh, it won't yeah. work. so for you those that can change the taillight out there and then, you know sh- shade tree mechanic and uh, if you don't clear the codes, you'll think it's bad and send it back when actually you did it right it's just that you got to reinitialize it. Uh, well don't that just beat all i know it they're just making it tough for everybody all right five five eight eleven ten is the numbers to get in and uh we'll be back in a minute all right we are back on the mr mechanic show we're gonna jump straight into the calls because we've got a bunch of people waiting janet's got a 2010 chrysler van janet what's going on today
2: well, I'm having trouble with my van. It just, you go, um, I'll, I start it up, and then maybe I go two or three blocks, and then it just dies on me all of a sudden, and then the skid light comes on. And it's done that four different times. It doesn't happen all the time, but it happens enough to scare the hell out of me.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'd imagine so.
2: It's done it when it's on... Um, it's, it's usually not too long after I start the car and go somewhere. Um, it was, happened on Q Street, uh, about 108th and and Q, and then it's uh, – so I was going a little bit faster. But it never happens when you're on the interstate because you're going faster, that kind of thing. But it's just – I don't know what's happening. It just I took it to a, a place locally here, and they can't figure it out, and I've got it at another place now, but it's just scaring me to death so yeah. nobody, nobody can seem to figure out what's going on with
1: it what well, does this does it when it dies um does the idle go real low and then it dies, or is it just kind of like uh like turning the key off and, and dies it it just
2: it just quits on you it just it just dies on you and then you can start it up, but then I'm afraid somebody's gonna rear end me or something sure. you know
1: sure so and that was gonna be my next question, so does it start it starts right back up and you're able to flip it into neutral, and, and it starts right back up, and then you're able to go again, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right.
2: Well, not neutral, but just turn it, turn it on, you know, it's getting it started. It starts right back up, but it's just scary when it does this, and it's never when I'm going real fast. Like I said, it's something where you're going a little bit slower. Boy,
1: but you know, Yeah, you know, Kyle, if it if it's not happening and she's driving down the road then i wouldn't think it'd be anything like a crank sensor or anything like that that's knocking out it um, i'm
3: down i'm thinking throttle body losing idle
1: Mm -hmm. or torque
3: converter clutch
1: solenoid yeah does this okay so uh as far as the torque converter clutch solenoid is this something that if you start it up in the driveway and just put it into gear does it die or is this something as you're driving along, say, in town, you're going 40 mile an hour, and as you come down to a stop, it wants to die? Are you there? Uh, we lost Janet. We if lost Janet. Okay. Back, we'll get her back on. Okay. All right. Uh, you know, there's a couple. We've got to ask some more questions there. we yeah. got to... Part of fixing cars is... Uh, Those have an
3: EGR valve, too, that can cause some problems. If that yep. thing stays open, too, you yep. get down to an idle and you've got an internal vacuum leak. Yep. That thing's not going
1: to want to run. Yep, yep. Janet, give us a call back. Uh, let see if we can help a little bit more. But I think we're going to narrow things down a little bit. In the meantime, we're going to head over to Ron. Ron's got a 98 CRV. Ron, what's going on today?
5: Hi, guys. Thanks for, thanks for doing what you do. It helps us all out out here. I've been listening for a couple months. And I've heard you talk about um, vapor lock on injected cars. Uh-huh. That that little Honda, I've had it for years and it's ran great. And I uh, sympathize with the young lady that just called because I got left in the middle of O Street two or three times with this Honda. It it'll just sit there, and um, you know the phrase "feather the throttle." Um, up and down and up and down and up and down while it sits there and tries to stay running and then eventually will die. Now I have some friends out at my son's shop out at Great Plain Cycle next door at Fam Motors. They are excellent Honda mechanics and he said there's no way in the world that car could die of a thr- of a uh, of a vapor lock. What are your opinions? Is it fuel delivery, fuel pressure? You'll pump. First, I, of I don't
3: all, know. first of all, Ron, when does this do this? Yeah. Does it do it all the time? Is it doing it today? In the hot,
5: yeah. and when it was hot. I, I, and the car's it. been parked ever since it was hot.
3: Okay, just okay. when it
5: was hot. and then Extremely warm out.
1: Okay, and then after that, once it cools back down into the 90s, it goes once away?
5: Once it sets for 10 minutes and the cops behind me waving off traffic, yeah, it'll start up and go. So, How embarrassing is that?
1: So in the 60s and 70s and 80 degrees outside, it never has a problem at all?
5: I haven't experienced it at that. Like I said, the car's parked ever since summer because I don't trust it.
3: Well, I don't want to walk
5: away from O Street again. <laughs> what
3: Kind of gas do you use?
5: Oh, I use good gas. I don't use ethanol.
1: No ethanol. And so you're just using not, you're just using the premium. Nope. You're using premium, no ethanol. Not not premium, but the mid grades,
5: eighty nine. But okay. that probably has a
1: little ethanol in it in some stations. Yep, most stations it does so uh, here's what Kyle is trying to get down to if this only happens in uh when it's a hundred 100 degrees hundred and ten degrees um, and you and you I'm thinking you're probably putting some ethanol in there it most certainly can happen just because it's fuel injection doesn't mean that it can't vapor lock I've seen it been what? there been there done it experienced it in in, a, in my own car so you know on the high okay. plains of Colorado I, I it gets stalled so it it definitely is a thing but if you get it back well, well, out, if you get it back out with this temperature or you know when it drops down to into the high 80s or or 60s or 70s and it doesn't happen then all your, all your that's fuel delivery okay. problems that you're thinking about with fuel pump fuel filter all that kind of stuff are not there you know it it it's it's heat related mm-hmm Okay, so it could still and be a fuel pump so in the heat related because it's it's getting hot, everything's hot, so it stresses well, well let up. me ask you what 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 component is failing when a car has vapor lock?
3: None now your fuels vaporizing yeah it's doing what it naturally does. fuel vaporizes around hundred and what 50 degrees?
1: So I would take this car back out of storage and drive it right now. You don't have to drive it down O Street. Drive it in different areas that (laughs) if you get stranded you'll know. And see if you've got the problem. Now if the problem exists now and at 100 degrees, then we've got other issues like fuel pump. My guess is you We've never put fuel
3: pumps in Hondas. Never. 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 I mean you change the fuel filter on the firewall for maintenance but never do those. I
5: did that. I did that at Six months ago, eight
3: months ago. No reason to mess with it. So okay. if it's still doing it now, I mean, I'd be heading more towards a distributor.
1: Yep. Done a lot of those. Okay, yep. guys.
5: Yep. Yeah, I've never Thanks done Thanks so cool much. Lot. Yep.
1: You bet. Appreciate it. Uh-huh. You appreciate did. the call. Let's head back over to Janet. Got time? Yeah, we do. All right. We'll head over to Janet. Janet, so uh, my question was before I lost you was when you were coming down to a stop, if you're driving in town, you come down to a stop. Does this car want to drive right then or the stall then?
2: Not at a stop sign. It stops just uh, intermittently, or just anywhere. Okay. So I it, mean, but it doesn't do it all the time. I mean, it, it can go two or three weeks without doing it, and that kind of thing. But it's just when it happens, it's so scary.
1: So this is what I think you. We we've kind of talked off, you know, in between us a little bit. What you got going on here is like an EGR valve, Kyle mentioned. It's opening when it shouldn't, and that will introduce uh, exhaust Get a vacuum leak. Yep, yeah. big vacuum leak, and that'll cause it to die, and that'll be an intermittent. Okay. Um, or if you're driving along and you're coming down to a stop, the car should go from fourth gear, third gear, second gear, first gear, and maybe it's not doing that. It's not shifting all the way down. Maybe it's staying stuck in a in the higher mm. gears, and when it comes down. It will cause the car to to stall and die, which also can be intermittent. Yeah, your
3: torque converter's not opening. Right, and then there so should like, be a
1: should be a code in the computer that kind of maybe leads you that way. Um, I can't. I, there probably there won't be a code in the computer probably for an a, EGR an intermittent EGR. Maybe, um, you maybe might not. Get a lean condition. Might. Yeah, you might get a lean code, which has to lead you somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So that that's and we. Well, I just replaced a. An EGR in one of these vans probably about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Same what kind of miscarriage.
2: What is that called again?
1: EGR valve. EGR valve, okay. It's called an exhaust gas recirculation valve, and it can be an intermittent problem that cars causes mm-hmm. a car to die. The fact that you have none of these issues driving down the road eliminates a lot of things.
3: Crank, cam, timing, fuel. Yep. All that stuff, ignition system. All that's Something's mostly working. Something's telling it to shut down. All yeah. that idle
1: so with a drive by you got either a throttle body that maybe not be working right that's um, pretty
3: much what you're down to throttle body EGR transmission
1: yep pretty much
2: okay so, i really appreciate yeah, it because so, nobody can
1: seem to figure out what is going on well in 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 their defense sometimes this is difficult it is difficult because if if it acted up for them i'm sure they'll be able to figure it out But since it's an intermittent, intermittents are the toughest thing. So you just got to be persistent and patient and just take it to them and say, keep this car for a week and drive it. Put 50 miles on it. In 50 miles, you'll find the problem, and then from there, you'll solve it. But sometimes you just got to be persistent at it, and they want to fix it. It's just, where do they start? Yeah.
2: And that's the problem is I had it with, and they ran it, and they couldn't find anything. And this is like the fourth time I've had it with them. And, and I got to some other place now, but it just it's still, you know, they just can't seem to figure out what's going on with it, you know, because mm-hmm. it is so just once in a while deal.
1: And those are the toughest to fi- fix, believe you. Yeah. We, we, we run across this every week, every week, multiple times a week. And uh, persistence is the only way to solve it, so... Try that. Let us know. Try to help you the best we can.
2: Okay. Thank you. I appreciate you it. Appreciate
1: the call. All right. Quick break, Mr. Mechanic. Show. We'll be back in a minute. All right. We're going to head back into the calls here. Uh, we got Shay, 19 F-150. What's going on today?
0: Hey, it's a 2019 Ford F-150 four-wheel drive. When it hit about 20,000 miles, uh, the vacuum hubs for the front end, uh, were defective, and they were replaced under warranty. Mm-hmm. They're vacuum-actuated. Yep. So the next time they go out, I know it's going to happen. It just naturally happens. It'll be out of warranty when that time comes. So I'm I'm toying very heavily with the idea of putting in an a IWE delete kit. There's two kits. One is made by Dorman. You put it in, and it has a grease zerk, and it locks the hub permanently up there. But it's all enclosed and keeps uh, the environment out. The other one is a summit racing. It's a big, huge steel ring that locks the front hubs, and it's they stay locked all the time. And the problem is it's exposed to the elements. I know that a lot of guys that have raptor trucks, they with the lift kits, the big tires, they put these uh, rings in. And I was just wondering what your thoughts are on uh, locking those hubs permanently.
1: Well, I don't think it's going to – it's not really going to hurt anything. No. No. It just You're just going to suffer gas mileage and things like that because you're turning everything all the time with the four-wheel drive. That's what they're trying to – that's what you're doing. That's pretty much. With the vacuum portion of it. It's a weird design because you have to have vacuum in order to suck the hubs out to, to put it in two-wheel drive.
3: Why are we still working with vacuum?
1: I agree with that 100% with all the electronics that we, we have on the world. Why are we still working with vacuum? And nobody else does it either. But uh, this is just a Ford deal that they want to do. Um, other than you're going to just put more wear and tear on everything in the four-wheel drive that that moves all the time. I, I see no reason. I mean... You're doing the same kind of thing when you have a vehicle that's an all-wheel drive vehicle. It's, you know, you got an all-wheel drive truck that is is on all the time, so you're just getting all the miles on the front end, which shouldn't be an issue. It's okay, capable, and, and uh, they designed it to go a 200,000 miles. So mm-hmm. now in the, in the grand scheme of things, I wouldn't think it would be a problem.
0: Okay. Yeah, have you seen that? Have you installed those?
1: Have not. I've heard about them, but I have not got anybody that really kind of wanted to go that route. Um, yeah. They just kind of want to stick it back to the way it was, and and once we repair them, we don't generally have a problem with yeah. them. You, you, we you don't will, really. It's
3: not something we do a lot of.
1: Yeah, you, you will down the line, years down the line, but you, it's not something like it goes out every two years. I mean, it's it's uh, and the salt that's on this road around here will will certainly change that dynamic, but. No, I've heard of them, but I haven't changed them. One person on the Internet
0: uh, stated he had trouble with his differential gear up there, a bearing going out. If you, if I did that and I went ahead and I – you, put, the, the old Jeeps, they used to say, put it in four-wheel drive in the middle of summer about once a month and drive it like a half mile or whatever just to turn everything around yep. and flush oil. Is that a good idea?
1: Yeah, you're just – yeah, it can be. What you're trying to do there is – you're just trying to exercise all the electronic components to kick it in, four-wheel drive. Keep it and, moving. Yeah, keep it moving. Otherwise, those brushes will stick like anything else. They'll rust up in spots, and uh, then mm-hmm. they just won't move like they should. So that, that's the reasoning behind that. Um, we don't generally have a lot of problem with that so much anymore. That, that was no. more back when it was more mechanical. and Yeah, in like the
3: early, early encoder motor yes. trial and error days. I yes, mean
1: early days when that was like just in the infancy yeah now that we've got to the point where they're actually even so quiet now you can't even hardly hear you it you don't even you, know what's happening you no know, you don't even hear them go yeah. in and out so but it isn't going to hurt anything not at all yeah be prepared
0: okay well that's what that's what i wanted to know yeah i've had three people counting myself that have had those uh, hubs go out uh, they're covered under warranty so i'll give Ford credit for that but mm-hmm. uh, i'm gonna try to bypass it if i can so i,
1: I think if i if it was me in this climate, I think I'd want to go more for an enclosed. I want to seal as much as I can. Yeah, I think I want to seal as much yeah. as I can.
3: This is the heart of the Rust Belt. Water yeah. can get in and it's going to destroy that's, everything. That's where well, okay. I
1: would probably go. Yeah, just
0: so you know, Dorman makes one that it's fully enclosed and it has little plugs on it, blank plugs that hold the backing line. You plug it in, it looks just like the factory unit.
1: We're gonna look into that. I'm gonna I'm to mention that to our brake shop uh, garage and have them look deeper into that. Cause that may be something we want to do in the future. Appreciate the call, yeah, it looks Jake. Cool. Thanks, man. You bet. That goes for another week, Kyle. That's bye. It. 558 five, is the number to get in next week. I'm Bob. Kyle. See you next week.